Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, Akuo. We are continuing in our series that we are calling Build on Belief. Now that we have learned how it is that we build sturdy, which is by believing in Jesus and the things that he commanded us to do, which in case you forgot he commanded, what he commanded us to do is to love others like Jesus did so that they will know that we are his disciple and then to love others by laying our lives down in the same way that Jesus did for us. Essentially, what we're trying to figure out in this series is what to do with our lives once we have started to believe in Jesus. We're trying to figure out what we do next. Now, before we get any further into this message, I just want to take a moment to stop and pray. So just just join me in praying. So Jesus, thank you for everything. We we pray that as we are going through your word and we are looking at uh, the life that your disciples led and how you asked them to move, Lord, I pray that you would be showing us who you are, how you loved, and how you want us to love. We thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you and we pray these things in your name. Amen. So, as I was reading through what we will be talking about today, uh, a story hit me. And it it wasn't like a story from like way back in my childhood or anything. It actually happened uh, just a few weeks ago. I was actually running behind, you know, as you do, you're running errands and doing things. And it it was a day where I didn't have time to make myself lunch. So uh, what I decided to do was stop and pick something up. And I said, what could be the healthiest thing I could pick up right now? So I'm, I'm sitting in the drive-thru of Jack in the Box. <laughs> and it was uh, late in the day, it was like past lunchtime, but, but not quite dinner time. So I just decided to get myself like a little cheeseburger and you know, a small fry off the, the value menu. And you know, I didn't wanna like spoil my appetite for dinner because my wife was making something that was gonna be delicious. And I, I just, I didn't wanna waste a, 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 a full stomach on that. So while I was talking to the lady in the drive-thru, like, I'm waiting for my food. Uh, and, and paying, she, she hand, she has, before she handed me my food, she goes, hey, I accidentally made a strawberry shake, an extra one. Do you want it for no charge? Now, I could not have said yes fast enough. I don't even know if I let her finish the question. I was like, yes, because if you guys know me, you know I have a saying. If it's free, it's for me. But here's the point. Sometimes we set out with getting something. And sometimes we end up with a lot more than we bargained for. We get a lot more than we bargained for. It's a great blessing. And we will actually see something like this happening in what we're reading today. So if you're interested in following along with us on your own, we'll be reading through the historical view of the Acts of the Apostles of Jesus as recorded by the disciple Luke. So if you want to follow along with us, we will be in chapter 3 of the book of Acts. Now, before we can fully jump into this passage, I do want to give you all some context. Last week, we read through uh, a handful of different things. We talked about Jesus' resurrection, giving his friend and disciple Peter a new purpose. Peter was no longer going to be someone that followed. No. Peter was going to be somebody who was going to lead, to tell everyone in the world about Jesus. And what was amazing is that it went well, like really well. Because Peter stood in his purpose with boldness, 3,000 people changed their lives and decided they would believe in Jesus. And then from there, a real community 
grew. It didn't just grow, it like flourished. From there, they started to build on their belief as a community. Let's see what that looked like with the people of the early church. Luke wrote, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. In this part of Acts, what we're going to be reading about is Peter, the man with the purpose, and John, the guy who wrote the book of John that we spent a few months reading through. So at this point in Acts, the believers of Jesus, the Christians, have received the Holy Spirit within them. We read about that already. They literally have a peace of God that is living within them and guiding them along the way. Now, when we jump into Luke's writing, we find Peter and John doing some of the same things they, they've always done as Jewish men. They're going to the temple in Jerusalem to engage in prayer with God. So let's take a look at what Luke recorded on this day. Luke writes, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day, he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. So we'll stop right there and get some more context on what's happening here. We see Peter and John going to church that day at three o'clock, so I guess it's the late service that they're going to. And when they are there, they see a man that isn't able to walk. He's just, just lying there. He was hanging out at one of the inner gates of the temple to beg for money. Basically what he's doing is he's sitting at the front door of the church and asking people for money, because who better than to ask hit up for money than, than these, these religious people, right? Like they're supposed to be loving people, so they're gonna get hit up for some money. It also says that each and every day, this man is carried out to the gate that is one of the entrances to the temple. Now, doing some more reading in Acts, we will find that the man is 40 years old. So imagine, this 40-year-old man has been carried by at least one person and sat by the front door every single day. And he does this because this is the only way that he can survive, by sitting at the door of the church and begging for money. Now, real quick, how do y'all feel about asking for stuff. How many of you feel comfortable with receiving anything, much less like receiving a handout, like cash just somebody hands to you as they're walking by? I mean, I, I know for me, it's one of the hardest things for me to do is just to receive anything. If somebody gives me something, I automatically start trying to figure out in what way can I pay them back at some point. Now, it's, it's something I'm definitely learning to deal with, and it's something I'm probably going to deal with my whole life. Anyway, this man he has to sit there every day and accept the gifts of others to survive, which can't be super easy or, or, or fulfilling, really. I mean, imagine how you would feel about yourself if the only way you could ever get money was to sit at a high foot traffic area and beg for it. So I'm sure he wouldn't be too excited about this way of life. But not only that, the way the people would treat him couldn't have been that great either. 
Remember, if someone wasn't able to walk, then the people in the ancient Jewish faith would believe that they were a sinner. That's why they couldn't walk. Or their parents were sinners, or both the parents and that child were sinners. No matter who they thought the sinner was, there was definitely one attribute that all of them would have been given. Well, specifically, that man would have been given an attribute of unclean. Now, when someone was a sinner, it meant that they were separated from God by their lack of cleanliness. So that meant that you were treated very differently. Now, because they believed that this dirtiness, this uncleanliness could get passed from one person to another by simply touching the person or by touching something they touched, they made sure to stay away from that person. So in addition to not being able to walk, this man would have had to deal with hundreds and hundreds of people that wouldn't have been interested in touching him or anything that he touched. The people showing up to this temple probably would have known him well too because he would have sat there all the time. And they didn't want to touch him. They didn't want to get close to him. They probably didn't even want to look at him. And I'm sure Peter and John would have known this man as well because they spent some time in Jerusalem and they understood what happened there. So let's take a look and see how they respond after this man calls towards them. Peter and John looked at him intently and Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. Now, the first thing I want to talk about here is Peter and John's first reaction to the man. I mean, they look at him intently. Right here, the first thing these two men do is see the man lame on the side of the gate. And they do something I think that Jesus would have done. Remember when Jesus told Peter to follow me, we've been saying that that meant for Peter to follow in Jesus' footsteps. So Peter and John are both doing their best Jesus impression right here, and they're making sure that this man is respected and seen and heard. Multiple times throughout the writings of Jesus' disciples, we see him first establish a level of respect for people that would have been thought of as a lower social class. Now, just in that look, just in that gaze, Peter and John have given him a value that most people would not have given him. Then they speak to him, adding to that. They let him know that he can look at them. No, 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 you can look at us, man. You can make eye contact with us. You don't have to shamefully look away from us, friend. You can look right here. Again, establishing respect and level of integrity for the man sitting there. Then Peter explains he doesn't have any gold or silver, which was true. Because remember, they were all like throwing their resources in together for the whole community of believers to share. So it would have been kept with that group wherever their headquarters may, might have been at, at that time. As a matter of fact, John and Peter probably would have been asking people around there to help support their church and their cause and what they were doing uh, at that point, not necessarily had money to throw around. So they probably didn't have the gold or silver that man is asking for. However, they are about to give him something else. So let's go see how Luke recorded it. There he writes, Peter said, In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. 
than walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. So this man was just looking for like a little piece of gold or a little bit of silver. He wasn't looking for much more than that. But just like when when we go to the restaurant and they throw us a little something extra, the man ended up with something more, a lot more than he bargained for. Peter gave him what he had. He gave that man respect, treated him with dignity. Then he gave him the Holy Spirit. Forget dinner. This guy got a totally new life. Forget a a piece of silver. This guy had a new eternity. Peter is doing a great Jesus impression here because how many times did we see Jesus reach into the life of someone that was thought of as less than by their culture and then raise them up to experience something unlike anything they'd ever experienced before. This man, the beggar that no one would touch, this man, the the one that no one would look at, the man that had no value in their society, this man, got to experience a miracle in his life. He got to experience what it felt like to be seen and then be made physically whole. He got to experience what it felt like to know God firsthand, feel him moving in his life. Then he got to go inside and praise in the temple, no longer looking from the outside in. He was on the inside. And that's what Peter had. And actually, Peter makes it a point to let the man know that this miracle doesn't happen because Peter is clean and righteous. No, Peter says, in the name of Jesus the Nazarene, just so no one thinks that Peter is the one with the miraculous touch. By simply uttering Jesus' name, a power was unleashed. Peter healed him in the power and with the authority of Jesus. But this isn't the end of the story. There's much more that's about to happen. So let's see what Luke recorded next. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising this man. When they realized he was the lame beggar they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade, for the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. Peter saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd. Now, remember what we talked about with this man? He would get dropped off in the same place every day for years. He was begging outside of the temple all the time. He made sure to put himself in front of the doors that got the most traffic. This is how he survived. What it also did was make him someone that was seen by almost everyone in the city. Everyone knew who this man was. He was probably like something of a a local celebrity. So imagine the reaction of everyone that was there. Imagine the emotion and the shock and the astoundment when they saw this man, a man that they knew couldn't walk, leaping leaping around, right? Leaping around and then praising God. They had seen this man for decades and he was never walking, much less jumping in the air. So to see this beggar walking in those moments was proof that this Jesus guy that Peter and John were talking about was absolutely legit. Then I love how this last segment ends. 
Because what happens is Peter sees his opportunity and addresses the crowd. He's doing his best imitation of Jesus right here. He's following in his footsteps. Remember the purpose that Jesus had given Peter, right? He was supposed to feed his sheep. So Peter gave what he had in that moment. Then something amazing happened. He's put in the most perfect position to do what he was called to do, which was tell people about who Jesus was. And that's exactly what Peter does. Peter starts explaining how Jesus is the Messiah. That, that was written in the Jewish scripture, which we would call the Old Testament. Peter is connecting the dots of how Jesus was the one that was prophesied about all those centuries before. Peter is reaching into what he had, giving them what they got, giving them what he had, which was an upbringing in the Jewish culture, an understanding of what God was doing through the heroes of their faith, of the Jewish faith, like Moses. Then Peter connected all of that to the one that he spent time with. He connected everything to Jesus. Peter always made sure that Jesus was the center of everything that he preached. Y'all, this is what Peter was built for. This is what his purpose was. This is how Peter built on his belief. So when Peter gave the blind beggar what he had, which was sharing the Holy Spirit, it led Peter to just giving more of what he had which was being able to tell everybody about Jesus. Not just a few people, though. Luke recorded that they added another couple thousand people to their group of believers that day. Akua Church, this is where we need to be. But here's the deal. You don't need to travel across the world. You don't need a stage. You don't need thousands of people. The purpose you were supposed to be living the people you're supposed to be serving, you already have them. Both of these are already in your life. Your next step is to simply give them what you have. Your next step is to just be you. Your next step is to explain who Jesus has been in your life. That's it. Now I know. I know that it feels like you don't have enough to change everything. I get it. Things are going crazy right now. There's constitutional turmoil. There's like a potential recession coming around the corner. And there's war happening across the world. But here's the thing. We don't have to fix all those things. Now, I mean, somebody listening might be called to fix this stuff and might be actually able to change some things that are happening with, with any of these big subjects right now. But there are a few things we are all supposed to be doing. Most of us aren't going to be doing that. We are all supposed to be loving people and sharing about who Jesus is in our lives. I mean, this is exactly what Peter did in what we read today. Instead of looking at that man and realizing that he couldn't do anything to help him financially because all of his money was somewhere else, he does something very simple. Peter says, I don't have what you're asking for but I'll give you what I have. This is what we should be striving for. When we are dealing with the world, when we are dealing with our purpose, we can't be focused on all the things that we can't provide for them. I mean, it's okay if you don't have all the things. All you need to give is what you have. 
Akuo, you have been made and created in a very particular way by God. And he created you in that way on purpose. He created you in that way so you can serve the world in the way you're put together. So you can serve the people that are around you right now in the way you've been put together. You were created to give what you have. Now, for some of you, you might have like these incredible, amazing resources. If you have it, use it. For some of you, you might be an amazing physical laborer. If you have it, use it. For some of you, you might have the like hospitality. You just get people in your home and you make them feel welcome and loved on. If you have it, use it. It doesn't have to be something crazy or over the top. Just do something. Do something that is right. Do something that is good. I mean, this past week we talked about how we at Akuo Church were going to be blessing teachers at two of the closest schools to us. Then I saw that two other families heard about what we were going to be doing. They couldn't make it in the time that we were going to be going, but they said, you know what? We're going to do it for, for schools that we're connected to. And then they went and did it. Things like this are exactly what I'm talking about. These families had the ability to buy some coffee and take it into a school and let some teachers feel like they were loved. These are the exact things that Jesus told us to do. Akuo Church, this is part of our purpose. This is part of your purpose. And I want you to think about that. Think about what your purpose is. Now, when you think about your purpose, does it feel like a burden for you? When you think about your purpose, does it feel like you don't even know where to start living it out? Now, if you feel like this, you're probably overthinking it. Because here's the thing. You already have the tools you need for the purpose. You already have the place that you need to serve in. You just have to do it. And here's the nice thing about it. You don't have to go and gather a bunch of tools and materials to do it. Just give what you have. That's it. Through doing that, people will see that you are loving them. They will know that you are a disciple of Jesus because of how you love them. Then you'll be able to share who Jesus has been in your life. Then you'll be able to share with them the community of believers that Jesus has given to you. Then those people will be able to see how we love each other. How we love each other. And they will be drawn in to start believing in Jesus. They will be drawn in to become a part of the community. And for some of you listening right now, that might be you. You might have been that person that's been drawn in. You might be the person that might be interested in becoming a part of the community of Jesus believers. And if that's you, I'm, I'm glad you're here because I want to walk you through that. Now, if you believe, even if it's just like 1%, the size of a mustard seed, then Jesus can work with that. So right now, what I'd like for you to do, I want to help you have a conversation with Jesus, just letting him know that you believe in him. We would call that a prayer. So if you want to do that, I, I can help you in that conversation. I can actually lead you in that conversation and help you out in this moment. What I'm going to do is ask the entire Akuo community to be praying along with you. Because here at Akuo Church, nobody ever has to pray alone. You always have a community praying alongside you. So if you're somebody that, that wants to have this conversation with Jesus for the first time today, 
Just bow your head and pray something like this. Just between you and Jesus. Just say, Jesus, I believe. I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. And today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. Now let's keep our heads bowed. And whether you've believed for the last four seconds or the last like 40 years, and you want to operate better in the Holy Spirit, you want to understand where you are being called and, and get into your purpose better than you ever have before, then just pray something like this along with me. Just say, Jesus, thank you for everything. Thank you for all the ways that you have loved me. Thank you for all the ways that you've cared for me. Thank you for every single example that you have ever laid out for me. Jesus, I ask you to remind me that the Holy Spirit lives within me. Jesus, remind me that I have everything that I'm supposed to be giving. Thank you for giving me that. Jesus, show me the exact times I need to give what I have. Give me a giant blinking sign with an air horn going off at the same time, Lord. Make it easy for me to see. And Jesus, help me build on my belief. Jesus, thank you for everything. And we pray all these things in your holy, mighty, awesome, loving name of Jesus. Amen. Now, before you go, there are a few things that I do want to share with you. Now, coming up in just a few weeks, we are going to be having child dedications. That's May the 22nd. We will be doing child dedications here at Akuo. Now, here at Akuo Church, we don't do infant or baby baptisms because we believe that a, a person should be able to make that decision on their own that they're following Jesus. So for babies and children, we will be celebrating child dedications. Now, for child dedications, it's just a time where parents will go and walk up in front of the entire Akuo community, and they will let everybody there know that they're going to raise their child in the ways of Jesus. And then it's going to be a time for us as a community to say, we're going to help you raise your kids in the ways of Jesus. Again, this will be happening during our service on May the 22nd. So if you have one or more kids that you would like to dedicate, you can sign up for that now by clicking on our website or by looking at any of our social media pages. That link will be there. Also, because this is such a huge day, such a fun time, we want you to be sure and tell all of your friends and all of your family that they are invited to come and celebrate this day of you dedicating your child along with us. Now, the next thing I want to talk about with you all is our, our, our dinner groups that will be happening all around town. Akua, we talked about how the church met together in homes and shared dinner, and we are going to be doing the same thing within our community. So starting today, we will be having signups for you to go to a dinner on Friday, June 3rd, Saturday, June 4th, and Sunday, June the 5th. However, we will only be doing these signups in person. So if you're watching or listening online, you got to show up in person to sign up for one of these groups. Either that or hit us up with a, with a message and we can figure something out. Now, we will be organizing these through community. And so we have dinners happening on the south side, a dinner in downtown, one in Beacon Hill, one on the east side, and a few here in the Kuo Woodlawn Lake area. Now, these dinners won't just be for our church friends. This will be a time where we want to encourage you guys to invite your neighbors and people outside of the church to see what it's like to be around people in our community. 
The other thing that we will be doing is our connection to Feed SA. Now, Feed SA is an initiative that was started at City Church about 13 years ago to help stock the food bank at times when they are in desperate need of food. Because in the summer, SA Food Bank's donations go way down and their need for food goes way up because they got a bunch of kids that aren't in school anymore and that are gonna need a couple of extra meals. So what we will be doing is making donations to the food bank over the next few weeks. We're gonna be getting one of those big red bins to put out during our services and you can go ahead and drop off some food in that way or you can give money. For every single dollar we give to the food bank, they are able to use that one dollar to buy seven meals. And to make it easy to donate to them, we have put a new line item on our giving for you to do that electronically. Now, we will also have Saturday, May 21st set aside so we can go and serve the food bank by working in their urban garden. You can get signed up for that on our website. Now, Akua, we couldn't do any of these things without you and your generosity. So thank you so much. We were out in the community this week. We were able to hand out some coffee to uh, a, a bunch of teachers this week. Not only that, right now, we are handing out free coffee at Bright Coffee and Coffee Cup. We are paying for, for cups of coffee for every single mom that walks in there. Guys, it, that comes exactly from what you guys are donating every single week. When you give sacrificially, we make sure that money goes out and is able to serve people and let them feel and know that they are loved. Now, what we guys want you to do is when you, it comes to giving here to Kuo Church, we want you to talk to God first. We want you to ask him what, if anything, you should be giving. Now, if you haven't heard anything from him, a great place for you to start is by tithing, which is giving a first root 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. But if giving sacrificially might not be the thing for you right now because things are tough for you and your family, we don't need you to give. What we want you to do is come to us so we can be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs some help, just let us know. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send an email to us directly at help at akuo.church or you can call or text the church at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to give here at Akuo Church, the way that you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. Now, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow all the instructions that you'll, all the instructions that you'll see pop up on the screen. We also have the, the text to give option. For that, all you have to do is text Akuo, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you wanna give the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our PO box available if you would like to send your gift through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail that check to Akuo at PO box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, before you guys go, let me just pray over you one last time. I just... Thank you so much, Lord, for, for giving us the community that you've given us. I thank you for uh, the people that are here and are, are, are just a part of the movement that you have happening here at Akuo Church. I ask that as we all move forward, that you would be showing all of us our purpose, that you would be showing us all the different ways that we need to be helping people, and that you would be showing us all the different things that we already have. So when somebody asks for something or we see somebody in need, we are able to just give what we have. And Lord, we ask that through that, 
you would make something amazing happen. We ask that through that, you would allow those people to be blessed in such an amazing way that they would know that you are real and that they would know that you love them. Thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you. And we pray all these things in your name. Amen. All right, guys, that's all that we have for you this week. We'll see you at a community group. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.